All right. Hi there, everybody. Uh, this very special episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented to all of you by Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine, an annual golf course directory magazine that gives you information on every single golf course on the Pacific Coast, and that includes the states of California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii, and it's absolutely free. You can pick up a copy of Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine at a golf course near you, or you can visit the notes in this podcast, click on the link, and have a copy sent to your place of business or your residence each and every year when a new magazine comes out. If you want to learn more, go ahead and check out golfguide.net and click on the info, and you can read the magazine right there online. Um, other than that, I am so crazy excited uh, uh, for this podcast to share this with all of you guys. As I min- mentioned at the top, uh, when I do get Mark and uh, BQ on, um, we had an opportunity to finally go and visit um, the new Sheep Ranch course up at Bandon Dunes Golf Resort when we visited uh, at the end of November and the beginning of December 2019. And uh, we recorded this about a week later. Um, you know, of all the guys there, uh, Mark and BQ were two of five of my friends that got to join me on the tour. So, and a big thank you uh, to our friend Michael at Bannon Dunes for uh, giving us that tour and sharing all the information with us. Uh, we had just what had to have been dozens, if not maybe hundreds of questions, and he was so helpful and, and awesome in answering all those and helping us out. So um, without any further delay, let's get right to it. Here is a preview of the fifth golf course at Bannon Dunes Golf Resort, the Sheep Ranch, here on the Golf Guide Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the program. I've got a very special one for you here today. Uh, I've got my friends Mark Galvin and Brad BQ Quince here with me. Uh, who were not only part of the 27 golfing compadres I spent uh, close to a week at Bandon Dunes with last uh, last week, but they were two of the five gentlemen that joined me on a tour of the brand new Sheep Ranch, the fifth 18-hole golf course at the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Uh, it's just been getting tons of really, really outstanding press. Uh, it seems to be one of the most beautiful golf courses, according to social media, that has ever been built in the United States. Um, but you know what? Now we, I no longer have to rely on media members whom I've never met before for my information on the Sheep Branch. I have seen it with my own two eyes, as have the two gentlemen that are here on this podcast with me. So let's see here. Mr. Brad Quince, I'm going to start with you, brother. Um, you, you've been seeing this thing you know, on social media left and right. When you got to the golf course and you stepped out of the bus, just from that vantage point at the very back of the golf course, did, did the golf course look the way that you thought it was going to look at first glance? It did, but it exceeded expectations. Wow. Like, it was just amazing. I said it before, I got goosebumps just standing out there on the property. It was everything that I wanted it to be and more. Which is pretty impressive because I'm assuming that you, like the rest of us, went in with pretty high expectations. I mean, did you... I'm going to stay with you, BQ. Did you get there expecting it to look better and feel like it was going to be the best golf course on that property? Or were you going in there with a little bit more skepticism? No, no, I was not skeptical. I mean, definitely the former because uh, I had had the privilege of playing there with Mark and I had 
listen to multiple podcasts and previews and all that because I'm just so excited for it. And it definitely blew me away. So I was not skeptical in the least, but I was um, surprised and uh, just I wanted to play like, yeah. immediately. I got out on that property. I'm like, I wish I had my clubs with me. This guy was jonesing. He was absolutely jonesing. Mr. Galvin, what about you, man? What were your initial thoughts? When you got off that bus, when our good friend Mike Chupka, who was kind enough to uh, give us a tour of the property, um, what, what were your initial thoughts when you stepped off that bus and took a first look at the property? I uh, got some flashbacks from several years ago when we actually played the, the old routing. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the main thing that stood out was the amount of gorse they got rid of, um, which must have been an incredible task. Yes. Um, that used to be everywhere out there. Yeah. Um, so it's much, it seems much more open now. Um, you can see from that vantage point up there where they're going to put the, the shop and whatnot, you can see almost every inch of the property, yeah. um, which is incredible. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's wild how open that place is, man. So, uh, Mark, yeah. I'll stick with you. Do, do you think it's comparable to any of the other courses? At the Bandit Resort, because one thing that people always applaud about Bandit is that, you know, they're all links-like. They all have, you know, a similar feel. Obviously, the agronomy of all of them are somewhat similar, but they do all have a very unique little, you know, style uh, to each of the four courses. Do you feel like this fifth course at the Sheep Ranch is going to be a fifth little guy, or do you think it actually is really comparable to one of the existing courses at the resort? I think it's definitely going to be unique in its own right. Um, but I also think that it's got characteristics of all the other four courses on the property mm-hmm. and even the, even the preserve, frankly, the way the routing yeah. is shared tea boxes, um, and the shared greens, it's, it's got a lot of similarities to the preserve as well. Interesting. Yeah. I BQ. What about you, man? Do you think it's comparable to any of the other, uh, courses on property? Um, I've said before that I, thought it was most similar to Band and Dunes, the original, but to be honest, it is quite unique. Um, it's so wide open just because it feels that way since there's a lack of, you know, any sand on the property. Um, so that's what differentiates it. Um, so it's just its own animal, but it's just amazing by, all the greens that are along the coastline, it's it's going to be super special. Yeah, and, and just, you know, before I stop, for anybody that's yelling into their phones right now, Bradley and all of us are very aware that the entire golf course is, in fact, built on sand. We know there's plenty of sand there. There's just not any sand bunkers. So relax. <laughs> I beg your, just I beg just, your just relax, you know, let your blood pressure go down. We're not a bunch of morons. Well, Actually, that's not true. I, at least not for me. But hey, just relax. We we, we get you. Okay. There are no, grass bunkers. Yes, there. it's just Let no sand. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. So, um, which I mean, hey, let's let's just jump right into that, brother. So, I I will say this. It it's, I kind of forgot how open it was up there. I mean, it's really wild how many different golf holes you can see from any one given vantage point on that property. It's really impressive. And uh, as Brad mentioned, there's no sand bunkers. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but. Um, I want to talk with you guys about a couple of the interesting aspects of the design of the Sheep Ranch. And I'm going to start with what is sure to be probably the most photographed and probably beautiful part of that entire golf course. And that is the old e-green at Five Mile Point, um, which is now a shared double green for two par threes, the third and the 16th holes. Um, Gentlemen, 
Marky, I'm going to start with you, man. What what was your first initial thought when you, along with the other five of us, walked on to the old e-green and you finally took a look at how absolutely massive and undulating that putting surface was? They took the punch bowl and they put it over on the sheep ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, in an ingenious way that they did it. So you got the 16th green, which is the closest to the cliffside on the west side there. Um, and then the third green is a little bit more elevated. Um, but what they did was they essentially created a fence for those two different holes by all the undulation that they put in there, which is going to make it incredible. Cause if you go long on your tee shot on number three, you are just absolutely hosed. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to, to paint everybody a word picture here, uh, this large, huge green complex, the Eastern half of the putting green is the third hole. And the western half of the putting green is the 16th hole. The third hole is a par 3 that plays directly out west. Okay, so the wild part is the eastern part of the putting green is much, much higher. The The slope goes down towards the ocean, and then so the 16th portion of the green uh, sits at a much lower, you know, a lower part. part. And if people hit a tee shot a little thin on number 3, uh, not only are they going to have a challenging uh, second shot, if it stays on the green at all, um, the, people might be looking at a 175, 200-foot putt uphill. Uh, Three wood. Yeah, B, BQ, when when you sit over your first 175-foot putt on the Sheep Ranch on the third hole, what is going to be going through your mind? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be worried about taking a divot from the green because <laughs> I'm more comfortable with the wedge than the putter. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy just like the way you're describing it, just how uphill that is going to be. It's just I mean I mean have you, you ever know, seen to recap a part of our trip, I left so many putts short. <laughs> that, that you're saying that might be an issue on that putt as well. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean BQ, have you ever seen anything like that green outside of the punch bowl? No. No, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Mark actually hit the nail on the head. I hadn't thought about that, but it really actually does feel like another version of the punch bowl that they've now just worked into a double green. It's, it is wild. Wild, wild stuff. Um, okay, so aside from the e-green, or you know, is now going to be the third and the 16th green there, um, the one thing, and Brad mentioned it earlier in this podcast, that is, uh, I, I was most curious about is this is going to be and I'm sure it's not the first one in the States, although it certainly is the first one that's been built in the last couple decades, that is going to have no sand bunkers. It's only going to be natural grass bunkers throughout the golf course. Now, I don't know about you guys, the grass bunkers actually were much different than what I was anticipating. Uh, Marky, when you saw these grass bunkers for the first time, did they match up with what your expectations were of them? Uh, I wasn't expecting them, to be honest with you. Um, and then when I saw a few of them, I was downright terrified. Yeah. Because there are some tight lies down low and some shaggy lips that are going to prove problematic for everybody. Oh, shaggy lips, great band name. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I think I, I was shocked, too. I, I thought they were going to be a little bit more rugged. It was more or less just going to be kind of unkempt grass like throughout, but... Uh, I, you know, leave it to the old Core and Crenshaw team to make things really difficult. Um, 
They're essentially fairway down low and deep rough up and around the collars. Yeah, so so for anybody that's uh, – we're going to post some pictures on our social media accounts. You guys can take a little bit of a closer look at this. But essentially, they've built out the shaping for all the bunkers around the golf course. And then all the faces of the bunkers are shaggy rough. And then the base of all the bunkers are tightly mown fairway, which to me essentially means, oh – Here's a here's a shot that on all the other golf courses you either have a nice fluffy bunker shot to get out of, or you can putt or bump and run. Those are no longer options. You are now. It's like oh, what's the one thing abandoned dunes that has always been really tough for most golfers to do? That is to pick a wedge off of a tight lie with not a lot of green. And now at this golf course, it seems that there's going to be a lot of people that are forced to hit that golf shot all the time and bq i you said you're comfortable with your wedge man i mean did you did you feel as terrified looking at those bunkers as marky and i did oh yeah so terrified i had (laughs) you (laughs) take a picture of me as i was standing in one and i like looked at you and i'm like "Uh uh-uh like (laughs) it's like as confident as i am with those you know flop shots even that just looked nearly impossible so i mean i can't wait to get out there and face the challenge but just from standing out there with you guys and having mike explain it all i was just blown away yeah and so here's actually a question i have for you guys because it sounds to me like the two of you uh believe or at least think there's a chance that this could ultimately you know probably not at first but at some point might become the majority of people's favorite course advantage. Is, is that fair to say for you guys? Do you think this has a chance to become one of the players' favorites? I think it does. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with just purely the, the vistas that you get, you know, aesthetic-wise. But I think as more people play it, you know, more than once, get into the playing it, you know, half a dozen times, I think people are going to fall in love with it. Yeah, so... The one thing I noticed, and this is something I discovered when I was doing um, my other band and recap podcast with our with our buddies Mark and Andy the other night, and uh, we were talking about you know some of their favorite and least favorite holes of Bandon, and uh, I, I did have to point it out to them, but all of their least favorite holes of Bandon just seem to be the hardest hole on each golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Where I had to point, I was like, you guys do know you can pick a, a golf hole that's not the one or two handicap on a golf course for the one hole you don't like, but. I, I digress. Do you guys think that, because to me, looking at those bunkers, you know, those, those grass bunkers with those tight lies in the bottom, and you're not going to be able to putt, you're not going to be able to bump and run, and essentially going to be forced to pick that wedge off of a tight lie, I think there's a lot of golfers whose handicaps are 12, 13, and above that actually are going to really have a tough time around the greens at the Sheep Ranch. And that I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, I think it's awesome that there's a brand new challenge that they're introducing to everybody. I think it's really unique and really awesome. But do you think that the challenge of getting used to those greens will cause a lot of players to get frustrated and therefore not like the Sheep Ranch as much as they otherwise would? Mar- Marky, I'll let you go first. I think that's a real possibility. Um as long, you know, if, if that person is one that allows them to get frustrated easy, um, I think they're going to fall into that trap. But I think they need to appreciate it for the architecture and the challenge that it presents. Because, frankly, I think there's a lot of single-digit handicappers that are going to be in trouble out uh, there as well. Y- yours truly included, man. Like, Because, I mean, I, whew, 
I'm, I'm not great with that sandwich off those uh, those tight lines up there, and I, and I feel pretty confident with my wedge. And so, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. BQ, what do you think, man? Do, do you think it's going to be much more challenging than traditional sand bunkers, what, what they've got at the Sheep Ranch right now? Yeah, I agree with Mark. You know, um, I think a lot of us just haven't prepared for that. And most of the guys that go on our trip admire great golf design. So even though they might get frustrated because they're going to get stuck and might get a big number on a hole, they'll still, you know, love the sheep ranch for what it is and the amazing views. So I don't think it's going to, you know, drop it a peg on their you know, favorite courses list, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if we get a day and I'm crossing my fingers, knocking on wood that we get <laughs> the day we play sheep ranch to be the day we played trails this year. God, that would because be nice. when it's, when it's windy, man, I am just so intimidated by some of those tee shots I have to hit at sheep ranch. Oh yeah. Well, I, I did find thing. One thing that was interesting that Michael was telling us, and I, I don't know if you guys recall this, but you know, when you get out to the sheep ranch, it is a little jarring just how open it is, right? You know, especially with uh, so many of the other golf courses. I mean, they're all windy, right? But, you know, Pacific Dunes plays in and throughout like a lot of dunes. Old Mac is kind of sitting in that big, you know, huge like valley in between the dune on the ocean and then the, the ridge line that the, the ghost, you know, the ghost tree is, is sitting on. You know, Bandon also going out through dunes. The trails is back in the forest. And, you know, the sheep ranch just feels like it's much more exposed, right? It's just more, much more exposed to the elements because there's just no there's no dunes or trees or anything that would seemingly kind of cut down on the wind at all. Um, right. But Michael was telling us that with all the research and everything they've done up there, that the wind is really they, – they've noticed no difference in terms of it being windier at the sheep ranch as opposed to any of the other golf courses on property. Um, now, that's not to say – if you go there in summertime where you're playing in a two and a three club wind every day, I'm not trying to tell you that it's going to be easy, <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I found it fascinating that somewhere that felt that open wouldn't be windier, but according to the folks at Bannon Dunes, it, it is more or less just the same as the other ones on property. Um, well, I think that whole, that whole piece of property, that whole peninsula that it's on, if you look at the one thing I was noticing is it sits a lot lower when you look over at old mac to the south old mac sits up probably a good 50 feet higher yeah. than mm-hmm. most property on cheap ranch absolutely yeah it's uh so yeah who, who knows maybe you know maybe that ridge that old mac sits on to the south of the the sheep ranch property is is maybe preventing it from becoming uh, too much of a wind tunnel but yeah it's uh it is really really fascinating so uh speaking of the old sheep ranch one of the things that i really appreciated and i thought was really really cool is how you know while there weren't technically any official golf holes at the old sheep ranch most of us that played it and people that i talked to that played it you know other than you two guys everybody seemed to find a a couple of similar holes while they were out there like most everybody on the very first you know first hole of the day they would you know tee off from in between those two gorse bushes up at the top of the hill and fire straight at that green towards the e-green right and that hole has actually remained intact along with several other holes on the old sheep ranch uh, at the old sheep ranch, you know, holes that it seemed like a lot of golfers were commonly playing. Um, you know, a lot of the green sites, uh, they kept now they didn't keep them, you know, as is, I mean, they, they, they shaped and did a little work to all the, but there are existing green sites from the old sheep ranch that are incorporated into this new design. Um, 
you know, BQ, I'll, I'll start with you here, brother. Do you, did, did you notice and did you find any golf holes out there that made you think about your ranch or think about your round at the old sheep ranch and you were very, very happy or sad uh, to see they were still there? Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was seven or eight. Uh, it's like a par three that, and Mark may have to um, help me with my memory here, but on the very southern point of the property. Yes, so as close as you can get to you know looking at old Mac to the south. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a par three there that just kind of reminded me of some of the shots we hit when we played sheep ranch a couple years ago. Yeah. Number seven. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I definitely got excited about because that brought back a lot of memories. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean like <laughs> I don't want to skip ahead too much, but when we walked back to 18, I mean, that was like a completely new hole that I couldn't have ever imagined would get, you know, designed. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. I don't, Mark, Marky, how about you, man? You know, kind of the same thing. I mean, I think they correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they kept the side of the F green. Um, is that the one that they're using for 17? I believe. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. The one all the way in that north, you know, the northern, the northernmost green on the property that right. also sits along. Yes. That, that that is now going to be the seventeenth. Um, although, I, th- I think it is going to be seventeenth. But keep in mind, the first green is actually going right. to stretch along the northern edge of the property. So right. I, I think that is a new green complex. Whereas seventeen um, is the old F green as well. Because for anybody that has not looked at the routing yet, the first and the eighteenth holes there are the two northernmost holes on the Sheep Ranch property that also run you know, out to and then away from the ocean. But the 18th hole as well is one of the old green complexes. And honestly, it's what I thought was crazy is that the 18th hole of the Sheep Ranch is the exact same last hole that I played when I did my one round of the Sheep Ranch, playing from that old F green where 17 was up to, uh, off that ridge line to the current 18th green, which that, that made me very happy. That's pretty awesome. I think we did that when we finished our first little outing out there, and then we had lunch, and then we went back out. But I think we did the same thing on that first go. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, man, it's just just so cool to kind of see at least parts of the old sheep ranch uh, stay intact. Um, let's hear some other interesting aspects of the sheep ranch's new design. Um, you know, we mentioned that it was really really open, uh, but I also think that this golf course seems like it's going to be more condensed uh, than any of the others abandoned. And by condensed, I mean holes running along, you know, alongside each other with not a lot of definition or anything between the holes to the point where um, I, I don't know how much uh, how many you know how much dots you guys played of abandoned, but uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite dots when you're gambling is uh, is the sevy, right? When you make par better from uh, at least you know you hit your drive under the wrong hole and still make par, right? It, it's, it's, it's classic classic sevy. Uh, that's not really in play on that many of the courses abandoned because there's you know dunes in between the holes. There's there's just you know there, there are a couple of shared fairways out there. Uh, name it you know like three at Pacific and twelve at Pacific come to mind. You know twelve mm-hmm. and thirteen at Trails come to mind. I mean th- there certainly are spots out there, but 
they're they're not as common as you would think for being the Lynx courses that they are. Whereas this one out at the Sheep Ranch, it's like they're whole, gonna be a plenty. Oh, there is gonna be a lot of Sevy dots being handed out. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Did, did you guys find that to be really interesting and cool, simply based on the fact that that's not the case of the other courses? BQ, what what was your initial reaction when you saw how close the holes were to one another? I think I actually brought this up to Mike when he was giving us the tour that I thought maybe they'd need, you know, more spotters out there or something just, uh, you know, could care less. But if we're, you know, running into guys all day on holes, uh, you know, near us that they're definitely putting themselves in danger, unlike the other courses, which the holes seem a lot more spread out. So that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, interesting. Marky, what about you, man? I kind of like it. Um, I mean, you're going to be I able to see, see most every group. You're going to be able to see several groups within your immediate area, no yeah. matter what hole you're playing on the property, um, especially with the shared tee boxes, a couple of the shared greens. Um I think it's going to be awesome because there's going to be a lot of times where you have a far larger audience than you probably want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, it, I just was thinking about how awesome it's going to be if uh, you got a group out there and you got like a Ryder Cup match going. And it's just so exposed and so open. Somebody jars, you know, a, a 35-footer for birdie. Everybody's screaming. Everybody else in your group is going to be able to just turn their head and see exactly what's going on and what green. And that, that... Oh, the whole the whole course will know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually pretty awesome. So, yeah, I, I found it to be really, really fascinating. Uh, tons of holes that are going out and coming back. And, um, you know, that actually kind of leads me to kind of the design of the golf course that I think is uh, – well, so let's just jump to this. I have some notes here. So, uh, obviously, I mentioned at the top, Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw, two of the most, you know, respected names in golf course architecture are putting this thing together. I don't know off the top of my head, but it has to be at least the fourth or fifth golf course that they have built for Mike Kaiser. Uh, I, I feel like it's got to be like Bannon Trails, Bannon Preserve, Sand Valley. I think they also built uh, uh, Lost Farm for him down there. They built Cabot Cliffs. I mean, the, every time, anytime those two guys and Mike Kaiser get together on a project, it seemingly turns out gangbusters. And so I, I don't think it was really too difficult of a decision Uh for Mr. Kaiser, but uh, yeah, man, it seems like they've struck it. They struck gold again. And w- one thing I thought was fascinating because I, I was curious to wonder who who else was going to try to design that golf course, or did they consider anybody else? And I was pleased to hear Michael tell us that uh, both Gil Hans and Tom Doak submitted bids and routings, uh, even though he didn't know what they looked like. He hadn't seen them, but it seems like they had very obviously the very best in the business. You know, trying to you know present the the best possible routing for this place so i guess the first thing I'll, I'll ask you fellas is given the fact that it's the same architects that did bannon trails and the preserve you know i'll kind of circle back to that question that i asked you guys at the top did, did you feel like there were more similarities to those two courses especially in the green complexes uh than you saw for the other ones marky why don't you go first um you know i think there's a few few similarities um number 11 for sure kind of sticks out to me oh, as, yeah. as a trails hole um very similar My, michael was saying it uh, a lot of people are going to say that it feels very similar to 16 at uh, at bannon trails the big daunting yep. uphill par five mm-hmm. which 
Coincidentally, being, uh, I think, the number two handicap on that golf course, it was obviously our friend Mark's uh, least favorite hole on trail. So, you know, go, go ahead and continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think, I think it's, frankly, I think it's rather unique. I think they did a great job in, in utilizing the natural landscape to create holes that you don't see on any of the other courses. Yeah, 100%. BQ, did you feel like uh, you noticed any similarities between Trails Preserve and the new Sheep Ranch course? Um, I think I'm going to piggyback on Mark uh, for this point that it's it's unique in itself, but Trails has easily become my favorite course at Bandon Dunes uh, as of now, and um, I'm just so happy that they did go with Corin Crenshaw because I remember it was either a year or two ago you had kind of recorded a podcast going over the rumor mill and Gil Hans was uh, definitely a contender for designing the sheep ranch mm-hmm. but you know I couldn't be happier with the design and the layout that I saw out there uh, with you guys when we walked it um, so it's, it's definitely unique in itself. Some of those greens yeah, are emblematic of, um, preserve and definitely 11. I was taking a ton of pictures of that hole. Um, it's got a lot of 16, uh, trails in it, but yeah, it's really its own thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, another thing, uh, another anecdote I want to share with everybody is that uh, when Michael was telling us about the selection process and how Corin Crenshaw eventually uh, were selected to design this golf course, um, it was very important for um, the team at Bannon Dunes to make sure that all the golf holes sat on the west side of this big ravine that runs through the Sheep Ranch property. Now, by doing so, it basically only gave, um, you know, as Mark said, I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess and say probably like 120 to 130-ish acres uh, on which to build the golf course. And a lot of the architects, you know, did not submitted plans where it, it called for the golf course to go to the other side of the ravine for parts of the round. And ultimately, it was that Corn Crenshaw were able to, you know, fit in what seemed like a really great, fun routing and keep everything west of that ravine. Um, when people finally get a chance to go up and visit and play the Sheep Ranch, they'll kind of see what I'm talking about. It runs in, uh, the entirety uh, of the right side of the now 11th hole. But I, I, I thought it was fun. I, I would love to see the proposed routings for some other folks because, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Robert Trent Jones Jr. submitted a, a bid for this, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure he probably had about you know seven or eight holes on the on the east side of the ravine, and maybe another you know nine or ten. Uh, you know, maybe out on, on the west side of the ravine. I'll bet you Reese Jones tossed his hat. I mean, shoot, if Jack Nicholas submitted a bid, do you think Mike Kaiser would have looked at it? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to be fair, I actually there would have been a uh, hell of a lot more bunkers out there. Yeah, I was to say, I actually, like, <laughs> I, you know, the, the, the golf nerds out there, are, you know, don't won't like the statement, but uh, for the most part, I really like Jack Nicholas courses. They're, they're mostly really, really fun. <laughs> Challenging, but really, really fun. You can fun. stay out of the sand. Yeah, if you stay out of the sand, exactly. Um, so, yeah, r- really cool, fascinating how the Corn Crenshaw team came to be the ones to design this golf course. Um, let's see, guys. we got a couple of other interesting notes that we, I want to touch on with you guys before we wrap this podcast up. Um, so, aside from the golf course itself, one thing I found to be really interesting that Michael shared with us was that they're going to be building a second practice facility up yes. at the Sheep Ranch. Um, th- there will no longer be just one place to hit range balls. Um, 
it, I'm not going to lie, it looks pretty awesome. Now, the thing is, it's going to be so far up there. You know, I mean, it's probably, I don't, I don't remember what Michael said, but if you're in a shuttle and you're leaving the main lodge, how long do you think it's going to take to get up to the sheep ranch? Marky? It took, it took us about, I was looking at the watch, it took us about eight or nine minutes. Um, but you also got to realize we had to leave, we had to go out by Chrome Lake and mm-hmm. out and around. Once they cut that road past Old Mac, it'll it'll be five minutes. Yeah, it, I'm, it won't. I'm, yeah I'm thinking probably, what, five minutes past Old Mac is, is what it's going to take to get there? Maybe, maybe, maybe not even that, frankly. Okay, okay. so th- that's, that's actually not too bad. But I, No, it'll be like going from trails to to Old Mac. Do you think that the practice facility, based on what you saw, Mark, is going to be so buttery up at the Sheep Ranch that guys will be foregoing the practice center to go up and hit their balls at the Sheep Ranch even if they're not playing the course that day? I think at first, yeah. Once <laughs> it, when it's brand new, people are going to want to check it out. For sure. I'm, I'm intrigued on the location where they're putting it because it's right next to number one right there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Exactly um, right. And, you know, you got a, a line of trees down the right side of the fairway that's going to separate the the practice area um, from the number one hole. But there, there's not a whole lot of area out there, so I'm really curious to see how they're gonna how they're gonna do it. Yeah, it'll be cool. BQ, will you be foregoing the practice center to go bang a couple of balls at the Sheep Ranch before your round of abandoned trails next year? Before trails? Yeah, why not? You know, say you got a round of abandoned trails. You know, furthest you know, course furthest south in the property, but you haven't hit balls at the sheep ranch yet. You haven't seen it yet. It's day one. Are you just gonna say fuck it? I'm just gonna go up there, check out the sheep ranch, hit some balls up there before my round of trails, or is that just a little? Is that a little too far out of the way for you, my friend? Uh, it's not like it's so far out of the way. It's just more that I'm lazy. I think I uh, I warmed up one day out of this last trip we did. And I had said before that I was going to, you know, warm up a lot more often before my rounds. But I honestly played better the days that I didn't warm up. So really, I'm definitely curious to, you know, go check it out. I definitely will, you know, more than likely before my sheep ranch round, I'm going to hit balls out there. But yeah, if, if I'm doing trails or somewhere else, I don't foresee myself practicing there probably just go to that i think what you're gonna see serlo is a lot of people at least i'm thinking of doing it is driving their personal vehicles out there mm. that way you have to wait on a shuttle you're kind of on yeah. your own um so i'm also curious to see the amount of parking they put out there because i think a lot of people are gonna have that same same idea for sure for sure well i mean i would imagine there actually is going to be a pretty I'm going to say decent amount of parking. I mean, if you think about Bannon Trails, right, it's actually got that pretty decent-sized lot down below the clubhouse in addition to all the parking that's around the inn. Um, right. You know, Pacific and Old Mac actually have a sneaky amount. I mean, they probably got enough space for, for 50 cars, and I, I would imagine it's probably going to be similar or even more at the Sheep Ranch because they're right. going to take into consideration the practice center. But also, one thing that I found fascinating that Michael was telling us, and you know, this is something that has not been set in stone, but they are leaving the option open to potentially build more lodging up there at some point. Now, I know Bandon, as of right now, is actually putting plans into place to build additional lodging closer to the core of the resort. Um, actually, do, do you guys recall exactly where he was saying they were thinking about building additional lodging? Is it lily he said pond? another lily pond. That's right. Yeah. So another another lily pond that actually goes kind of closer out to like uh, trails, right? I think they were moving it more uh, around the. It was going to be around that whole pond. 
they're going to encircle that whole pond. Wow. Okay. So it'd be more what I heard. Into, the, into the chrome and the grove there. Yeah. Okay. That, that's okay. That, that sounds about right. So what's, what's interesting is beyond that, when they build this fifth golf course, that's a sudden, how many more rounds a year they're going to be doing up there. They're going to have that, you know, that many more, you know, tee times to fill. They're obviously going to have to build rooms. So in addition to these new lily pond rooms, it's, it's very possible that at some point in the next five to six years, they may put some plans together to begin actually building even more lodging, but all the way up at the sheep ranch. And then my initial reaction was, man, that would be kind of crazy if you were staying all the way up at the sheep ranch, but you had to drive, you know, all that way just to go get breakfast in the morning. <laughs> They're one step ahead of me. That might not be the case. <laughs> so uh, according to Mike, um, they're gonna when, when the sheep ranch first opens, they're going to build a very small golf shop, very similar to what exists at Old Mac right now, right? A very bare bones, basic, small little golf shop that also is shared, you know, has a shared space with a tiny little snack bar where you can get hot dogs and sandwiches and, you know, and, and beers and things like that. And that ultimately when that's finished and everything gets rocking and rolling, they're actually going to build a restaurant and bar in a separate building next door. And then when that is finished, move all the food and beverage operations to that bigger building and then turn the initial pro shop and, and snack bar into a larger golf shop. So the idea of having lodging up there actually seems like it makes a ton of sense if you also have food and beverage available mm-hmm. to you as well. Um, I, again, they don't know; they don't even know yet if that's actually going to ultimately happen, but I have to think with how many more tea times are going to be filling, that it almost... To me, it almost seems like a no-brainer because also that's just one more incentive for people to want to go to Bannon. Like, oh, I got to go try to stay in the new Sheep Ranch place. They're going to be awesome. I exactly. for for someone <laughs> like me, I, I love the Lily Pond. Even though we stayed in the Chrome Lake this year, I love the Lily Pond. I love being close to the core of the resort. I mean, Marky, if if they if they build lodging at the Sheep Ranch, are you is that something you're going to want to go do, or are you content to just keep staying in the Lily Pond? Oh no, I'd go check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, Lily Pond's great, honestly. My favorite spot is the inn, um, just for its its view out the the back there. When you're on that northern half of the building, you mm-hmm. overlook the 18th green at Bandon Dunes. But yeah, if they're building something new, I think that what they're going to end up having to do is they're going to build something similar to Chrome and the Grove with all the trees that are up there along that road. For sure, I think I think that's more likely to happen than than to say you get a, a big building like the lodge or an inn. Yeah, which I, I don't disagree with. However, BQ, don't you think it would be wise for them to build more of a lily pond style thing where a whole bunch of people are in the same building? So when you have a group like ours that's just full of loud, you know, obnoxious douchebags, they can kind of just separate <laughs> us and put us in a whole different part of the property so we don't bother all the other guests? <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, Don't talk um, about humor like that. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Ramey. Uh, I don't know, BQ. I mean, if, if they build new lodging up at the Sheep Ranch and they have food and bev up there, could you see yourself just kind of living up there and then just going down to the other parts of the resort when needed? Or would you still want to kind of be closer to the core of the resort? Uh, either or. I mean, I definitely like to try something new. Um, but I like being close to the resort. I stayed in the inn, I think once or twice and i agree with mark that's probably my favorite place to stay mm-hmm. um because they have that bar there and the view of the 18th green is awesome but um honestly you know i go where the group goes so that's <laughs> your responsibility you go where i tell you to go bradley <laughs> that's how it works don't ask questions uh 
All right, so one other fun little anecdote that uh, I thought was awesome that we learned on our tour at the Sheep Ranch is that did you were you guys aware that the same guy tees off first whenever a new course of Bandon Dunes opens? I was not. That was no, that was awesome. Little tidbit. That was a great little tidbit. In fact, I, I don't know, Mark, you, you you recall the story. Do you you want to share with the uh, the listeners kind of uh, what uh, what they were sharing with us in terms of who's going to tee things off on June first, twenty twenty? Yeah. So Mike was saying that. Apparently, the the local barber in the town of Bandon has historically had the first tea time at every opening of every course on the property. And sure as shit, has the first tea time booked June 1st, 2020. I know, man. I think he's playing with his dad, his grandpa, his son. Or, you know, it's his a, grandson. His grand, it's like a whole family. It just sounds so it's awesome. like four generations of golfers out there. That's awesome. God, it's so, it's just so killer. Like, I love, like... The one thing I always wonder is how many of the people in like the local, you know, Bannon folks get to go out and enjoy those golf courses. And I hear a story like that, and it just makes me really, really happy knowing that it's not just guys like us coming in from you know hundreds of miles away. That it, it really is a service that the the local guys can use. Um, BQ, Sounds like I need to be getting my haircut in Bandon. Yeah, I was, was going to say <laughs> if you want it in on day one, June first, uh, I have a barber for you. Uh, BQ, you uh, reminded me of this. That I want to put in the notes. So, um, what, one last interesting note about this is, you know, on the old sheep ranch, there was no irrigation. All right, the golf course was not open in the middle of summertime because, due to the lack of irrigation, the the grass was dry. It wasn't suitable, so it was only open uh, in you know, kind of the, the fall, winter, spring months. And then, you know, for the additional watering they would have to do, they would take this old fire truck right out that was you know filled up and they'd take it out and they'd spray the greens down um apparently the fire truck is still around bq what are your what are your thoughts i saw it Uh i saw it Uh i got some pictures of it but according to mike it's going to be parked out there did he say on the first tee i mean well i I don't know if it'll actually technically be on the tee box i I think that could be problematic for people trying to begin their round but when you when you start and you get out to the course, maybe when you check in or something, he said it's going to be visible. Yeah, like, I, my thinking is when he said that it's going to be prominently displayed. My my thought was initially that it's going to be like a roundabout, you know, at the you know at the front of the the golf shop, and that the the fire truck is just going to be sitting in the middle of the roundabout. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which would be just so That'd awesome, awesome. So, dude. It, it's a really cool to, to keep a little homage to the old sheep ranch, and really. Um, I was a little surprised, and I'm not going to say disappointed, but I know you guys have seen it. They're they're trying to decide on a new logo for the Sheep Ranch right now, and it seems like they may have eliminated it as an option, but uh, they actually had the fire truck as one of the options for the Sheep Ranch, which I voted for initially until uh, until it got removed. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. I, I do love the fact that they're kind of trying to you know pay tribute to what the Sheep Ranch was whether it be with the fruit of the fire truck or keeping many of the old hole corridors and green complexes in place. It, uh, it's, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there. I, I did uh, talk to a gentleman, uh, uh, listener of the podcast, Jeff, shout out, uh, who kind of, you know, I, I think he was one of the lot of people that was a little bummed with the, the news of the new course coming in. They kind of just liked the sheep ranch for what it was and didn't want it to change. Um, but if a new course had to get built, at least it seems like they are sort of trying to keep the bones of the old one at least somewhat intact. Mark, Marky, do you feel like they did a good job of that? I think they did. I think I think that that piece of property has a long legacy and long, I'll be you know, 
20 years or whatever, but um, I think that they, they did an excellent job. I think that what they have created plays homage to it, um, but it also brings a very unique and, and different feel to it. It's going to be unlike all the other courses, um, and I think that they uh, they did right. Gore yep. Crenshaw did it, did it right. Yep, 100%. Uh, looking ahead, now this is where we get to go deep, deep into the hypothetical game. So, gentlemen, I'm going to ask each of you a question that I want you to answer, but I, I do need to preface it with a, with a, with a prior question. So, BQ, uh, not, not to put you on blast here, but what, what is your handicap right now? 11-5. 11-5. So, let's say you're 12. And, uh, Mr. Galvin, are you still playing to somewhere around like a, a 6-ish, a 6 or so? Well, after gamble and playing lights out, it went down to a five. But I'd say <laughs> I'm more realistically a seven or an eight. Okay, so let's he say plays as a, he plays as scratch. Now okay, so let's say, let's let's say for the sake of argument that you're a six. Okay, so it's going to be a par seventy one up at the Sheep Ranch, right? There's going to be three par fives and there's going to be four par threes uh, for a par seventy one. BQ as a twelve handicap. Let's say you go out and you shoot eighty three. All right, you go out and you shoot pretty much your handicap, which means you played well, okay? Assuming you just walked off the golf course, given what you just saw, where is the Sheep Ranch rank for you from the get-go among the Bannon courses? Where, where would, it, would, would it fit in? Would, would, it, would you place it above any of the other courses, assuming you just got done playing it and you played well? Well, if I had played it this year, it would have been the best round of the week because I played like <laughs> shit. <laughs> but um, honestly, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say without actually playing it. But if I shot a score like that, I'd be very much content. And I think I'd probably rank it up in like the top two. Oh, my goodness. Now, what, what is the other what is the top one slash two that it would be competing with? What what is your favorite? You said, you said it was trails, yeah. Is your is your favorite course of the resort right now? Yes. Okay. So you think it has potential to be trails level good? Yes. Oh, wow. Amazing. I know. Maybe they're high expectations, but I mean, it just it looks so unique and amazing out there. I mean, obviously, night and day compared to trails, but yeah, I have high hopes for it. Mm. Marky. You've just finished playing your first round of golf at the Sheep Ranch. You fired a 77. Great weather. You've had great weather. You know, it's, it's like the last two years. Let's just assume you've had great 61, 62 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour winds, short and t-shirt weather. You're walking off the 18th at the Sheep Ranch. Where, where is this thing going to fit in, in, your, in your personal preference of Bannon Dunes courses? Well, I'm going to go right back and replay it, uh, first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I think I think it's kind of multifaceted because Trails is still my favorite course purely for the architecture of the golf course. Yeah. Um, you don't get the views at Trails. I mean, you do a 15th tee box, but, you know, you really don't get many views on that course. The Sheep Ranch, on the other hand, you're going to get some spectacular views. So I think purely aesthetic-wise, for what you're being able to see on a minute-by-minute basis out on that property, I think it's going to rate pretty high. Um, whether it takes takes over trails as far as the architecture goes, can't really say that till I put a ball in the air. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's uh, I've heard you know, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard people say that it almost assuredly is going to become most people's favorite golf course at a resort that already features four of the best golf courses in the country and in the world. So that's pretty pretty wild. I've also talked to somebody else uh, I, on uh, a couple weeks ago. I had Garrett Morrison from the Fried Egg on who said that it's going to be really awesome, but he thinks it's probably premature to think it's going to be on the same level as a Pacific or a Trails simply because the site just isn't as dramatic. You know, views aside yeah. that the site itself isn't as dramatic as uh, what the other courses are on, and therefore they just doesn't have the same canvas, you know, the same quality of canvas to work with, which, you sure. know, I, I, I could see that. So it'll be very fascinating. I, I, I think what we're learning here right now, gentlemen, is that the only way that anybody's going to know is to go play it. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> which uh, I think we're going to be doing in about 11 and a half months from right now, gentlemen. So, uh, guys, thank you very, very much for taking the time. Do you guys have any parting thoughts on the Sheep Branch to uh, to leave with the listeners before we bid them adieu? Mark, you want to go first? Um, get ready for, for something new. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Could not agree more. BQ? Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's going to be really special. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Better start working on those tight lies now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, <laughs> yeah, ta- it's exactly. time to go. Drop a, drop a bag of balls in your local you know, high school parking lot on a Saturday and just see how many flop shots you can hit off the concrete. If you do that, you're going to be in really, really good shape for when you get to the Sheep Ranch next year. Oh, yeah. amazing. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, Thank you guys both very, very much. This was awesome, fun conversation. Uh, God damn it, I'm stoked for this golf course. It's going to be a lot of fun. And with that, the episode has come to a wrap. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, the best way to do so is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. If you can do that, it's much, much appreciated within the last uh, couple of months also. Um, We have uh, been added to Spotify after finally trying to get all kinds of crazy crap figured out. But uh, we're on Spotify now. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Anywhere you find your podcast player, uh, if you can leave us a rating or review wherever you can, it's really, really helpful and very, very much appreciated from all of us here at the Golf Guide Podcast. So uh, with that being said, everybody have a wonderful 2020. I think this is going to be a wonderful year. Lots of great golf. Lots of good friends to spend time with. Uh, I'm very excited to do that, and I hope uh, the same holds true for each and every one of you. So until next time, adios.